Welcome, beautiful souls. You are tuned in to Love Human, Be Spirit. With us, I'm Amy, a 3-5 emotional manifester, right angle, cross of Eden. And I'm Monique, a 1-4 splenic projector, right angle cross of the vessel of love. And we'd love to invite you to join us while we talk all things human and spirit through the lens of human design. We'd like to offer you inspiration, information, and lived experiences while we're on this human ride together. So buckle up or don't, your choice. We're here to celebrate your uniqueness and our own and offer a perspective that allows us to lean into what makes us special what makes us human. So let's do it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and everything in between. And we plan to have a lot of fun along the way. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Love Human Be Spirit, where we are excited, as usual, to share our lived experiences with whatever we feel called to share today. How are you today, Monique? I'm doing good, Amy. Thanks for the intro. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Love you and be spirit. We're excited to be back and talking to you. And um, yeah, let's see what let's see what comes up, Amy. You start us off as per usual. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I have been feeling called, and Monique and I both always talk about what each of us feels called to share to talk about um, human design in as it relates to your relationships. And while relationships is a great big lump sum of a category that can go into a whole lot of areas, I think I was feeling a little more called to do like romantic relationships, that kind of partnership, but this is going to go where it's meant to go. Yeah, definitely. We're going to cover whatever we're meant to. And we both, while we've experienced, you know, human design for ourselves in relationships, we've also witnessed it, um, how it has changed and impacted this information with others and their relationship. So we're going to come at it from a whole bunch of different angles today. And um, what we're meant to share is what we trust will come out. So hopefully it lands for everyone. And just a loving reminder, if there's something in particular that you would like for us to share, we are all open, you know, and you can reach out to us on Instagram at Love Human Be Spirit or to each of us personally, we put all that in the show notes. So we are here for whatever you guys feel like would be supportive to your journey. Yes, we are here for it. And I do know that both of us personally on some level or another have had either clients or people that have, um, you know, either mentioned to us uh, that it's come up relationships and human design it's come up and um, and and that's great I mean that's such a big part of why this information is so important um, I think you know I mean obviously it always starts with uh, with ourselves and the I believe the relationship we have with ourselves but um, we are creatures of um, companionship and and you know, we're meant to commune and we're meant to have these intimate connections with people. I mean, we saw what like the the impact that when COVID first happened, how, what that did to to people and their relationships and, and, um, and the strain that was put on, you know, both ways for, because people had to be on top of each other all of a sudden and didn't know how to do that or because people were um, kept apart and, and, and away from people. And that killed some of us, man. I mean, it hurt everyone, I think in some way, but, you know, human beings, we're here to commune. We're here to have love. We're here to be in love. We're here to, um, you know, feel that back 
uh, from another person. We're here to be intimate. I mean, you know, we have these physical bodies for a reason. Um, you know, my main sun gate is gate 46, love of the physical body. Okay, here we are. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about. And I think every human can relate to that. I mean, everybody loves to be in love and loves to feel that back. And, and if human design can help foster that because you have this, you know, up level of understanding, then fuck yeah, let's talk about that. So I'm curious and I'm going to put you on the spot and I cannot wait <laughs> to hear your answer. Um, okay. <laughs> but if somebody comes to you and says, Hey, does my, um, my blueprint, you know, my beautiful energetic, like I love to call it like an owner's or operator's manual, tell me who I'm designed to, you know, be in partnership with. How would you answer that? <laughs> yeah. So that's a tricky one. I would say, <clears throat> I would say no, I would say, I would say nothing in human design is predictive. It's not like astrology in that way. Um, it's not like other modalities in that way. I don't think there's any predictive information in the graph. I don't know. I don't know if you agree with that, but I feel like all the information that is offered to us in the human design body graph is about understanding how our energetics work and then maybe understanding how somebody else's energetics work if we're looking at the other charts and then understanding how they work together but none of that is predictive because that could that could go a lot of different ways i mean i could sell you a story for each one if you're a projector asking me who's best for me i can give you a reason why another projector would be great for you i could give you a reason why a generator would be great for you i could give you a reason why a manifest i mean i'll i'll give you a a selling point for any of them, you know, there's, we all have so much to offer the other. So I just, that's, I would try and say something along those lines. If somebody asked me that, because I, I really don't think it's about looking at a chart and getting an answer like that. What do you think? What, what do you say when somebody asks you that? I would invite them to really understand who they were first, because it, while I love your answer and your response, the answers are all within ourselves. And while I love what the blueprint offers me from a validation, which, you know, we're not just like a open permission slip to be exactly who I am. I'm an energetic match for what I believe I'm available for. And mm. so sometimes I feel like looking at my design helps me see where I am experiencing the lowest vibration of what's possible for me. And what could be different for me if I was allowing myself to experience the highest expression and who or what might I attract for myself from that place? But it's no longer, oh my goodness, someone could bridge all my splits like you do, Monique. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm complete like that Jerry Maguire bullshit, right? It's like, no, I complete myself, you know, wholly all on my own. And like you said in the beginning, it, I'm also desiring that space of having relationship with people, but that doesn't mean I can't feel whole and complete without it. And so um, I love that the, the way you put that, not necessarily predictive. I think that you could be with someone and you're like, why do everything just click? And we might have some clues that we can look at within, you know, a con connection chart of both of your, you know, individual designs, which I've done. And it's a blast because as we've said, you know, on other podcast episodes, it helps us with deeper understanding and compassion, which I think then empowers us to have the highest potential in a relationship, but it's not, oh, because of this, I should be with X. 
I don't right. believe in that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great answer as well. Um, I love how you put that and, and super well said. Um, yeah, I think that it's, you know, there's again, a, another big reason why it's so hard to say is that there's so many layers in design, right? We're talking about a type, we're talking about a profile, we're talking about an authority, we're talking about all these gates, we're talking about arrows. I mean, there's so many reasons um, that, that, that you could link up with somebody and it could work or it could not. And, you know, there's also, how is this person raised? Like, what's their, I mean, there's a lot more, how conditioned are they, you know, to how aligned are they with their actual design or not? You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of, you know, you could be, um, I was a very unaligned splenic projector. <laughs> so at some point, so it, it's not like I was behaving from a place of, um, uh, how I am now, I feel way more aligned in my decision-making and stuff like that. So that, that would play into it as well. Um, but I do think that a cool, um, uh, one, the first thing that keeps coming to mind as we're talking about this is around profiles. I feel like there's gotta be like this, uh, click thing that happens with profile understanding uh, in terms of romantic relationships. And I don't know, I mean, I've, I've not been in a relationship with anybody with my profile. Have you? I am right now. Oh, you're both three fives. Mm -hmm. What? That's exciting. I didn't I realize know. that. Yeah. Durr, how did I miss that one? Good and, job, one line. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, and I will tell you the best part of learning that is we released the, you know, me trying to tell him, hey, this is the best way to do something. I've tried it. Listen, I've got your back here. Go do it this way. And he's like, the fuck if you do, you know, I'm still going <laughs> to test it for myself. And we used to have friction because of that. And wow. now it's like, this is the, what I did. And it worked beautifully. You go find your path, right? Because wow. it may be completely different. And then what's going to happen is our five line. Those people are going to want to hear it anyway. They're going to want right. to hear it differently. So let's, you know, that's cool. I think we should just start right there. Let's break down that whole thing for everybody right now. Cause we've very shorthanded understood that from each other, but I didn't realize that, that you and your partner were the same profile. And, and since we're talking about this listeners, here's a great way to look at this. And, and the, the example that you just gave is great. Fantastic too. So Amy is a three, five. So is her partner. Threes are about, um, some people say trial and error, right? Some people say experimental. Yeah. I what like experimental say? because I don't believe there's error, right? Right. right. So everything yeah. is just testing. I tell people all the time, I'm testing. just testing. I'm testing the ways that, That's you know, a, yeah. you know, that feel aligned it, with experiences, with ideas, with all of it, you know? And so as three, as, uh, um, for, for having a three in your conscious, um, side as your front number, um, would you say you've always kind of felt like that, like yes. that you bumped, and I like you bumped around and like you you didn't feel at, like a bad about it? Like you're like, all right, well, I learned that. A hundred percent. Keep it moving. I, yeah, I can absolutely see how somebody else told me a way to do it, and I'd be like, yeah, okay. And then you know, my stubborn yeah. ass would go do whatever I chose anyway, and that anyway. was great information for me. While I thought I was stubborn, I'm not. Time meant to do it. And so, as your partner, would you say the same? hundred like, percent. There's someone like that as well. So, and that's interesting. So then, and then your subconscious number now is a five, which is about, 
Um, your, well, how do you describe your five? I mean, some people, you know, would refer to it as the solutionist, the problem solver, yeah. the savior, that kind of thing. But we're only meant to swoop in and do that. First of all, if we really feel like we have the solution, if we feel called to for him, if because as a manjin, it's if it lights him up. For me, if I have the energy for it, it's even something I'm, you know, energetically attracted to supporting somebody with. So dropping that people pleasing if we're here to, you know, save or solve or give a solution for everything because we're not meant to type of thing. Yeah. So we're talking about the human design words for three and five are martyr and heretic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Human design words are so weird. They're so um, weird. But, <laughs> but anyway, so so that's interesting. So you guys used to fight sometimes or have friction, you said, around, 100%. you know, like you would say something like, hey, I already did it that way, right? Because that's that three. Don't, mm-hmm. don't, you know, I'm letting you know, which if you had told me that, if you're like, Monique, I tried that once, it didn't work my one line would, would be like, all right, cool, cool. I got that duly noted. And I probably would believe you. I mean, it would, for me, it would depend on who the info was coming from, but knowing who you are, knowing that you've got that manifester energy and knowing you're a three means you've probably tried it a couple mm-hmm. different ways. And that's the info I'm getting back. I would believe you done. I wouldn't have to try it again, but another three would feel like, okay, cool. Like how you just said, cool. That's cool. That's mm-hmm. nice that I'm going to go do it my way anyways. And, yeah. um, and now you just let each other do that. 100%. And we actually, we almost joke about it. Like we're kind of like a little comedy <laughs> act with it, you know, here's, oh, but you're going to try it your way, which is also going to be really cool. And you're going to tell me about it and I'm going to be excited for you. And I'm still going to do it my way. Cool. <laughs> like, he's a man and he's a man jet. Yes. Manifesting generator. Yes. That's interesting. I, I just heard an interview with a manifester and a man jet and there's, there's an interesting dynamic there too, um, because there's like this initiating a little bit on their end as well as a man jet, and they have some of that. Yes. Um, and and the sacral, it's so interesting. So anyway, I'm gonna just get lost in my own thoughts about this, but I think that it's really cool to start with that. I think that the profile, if I have to imagine that if you're with somebody, I think about Dana and Shayna when we interviewed them as well, and how they've been friends for a million years before they knew design and how they were talking about how they had these, like a group of four when they were in college and like, whenever they would all like move apartments and live together, Dana and Shayna would always share a room, like just instinctively. And they're both two fours and like, they understood each other. And I I definitely feel like there's gotta be a little bit of ease and flow that comes from that because you're kind of internalizing and externalizing life the same way when you have the same profiles, maybe not the same way based on your lived experiences, but in similar ways, there's going to be similarities into how you're internalizing the world, taking it in, right. And putting it out. Yes. A hundred percent. And I think that if you're with someone or if you're desiring to be in partnership with someone for all you beautiful listeners, no matter where you are. So like I literally had a private client um, session earlier today where she talked about how once she's learning her design, she's a generator. As we know, she is here to understand herself, right? And that is, that is, so it's very critical for her to, to be learning that. And then Now she's had some curiosity about learning her husband's design and her kiddos designs, right? And how important and impactful that has been from just, as we've said before, just a deeper understanding, compassion and ways to um, communicate and, you know, find acceptance with, et cetera. But, you know, she was just saying before that 
she would have been frustrated that, you know, he wasn't starting any, he wasn't finishing anything he was starting, you know, just certain little elements of their unique aura. And we can, you know, dive into all those if we need to, but I just wanted to give an example. I think knowing your design is the most critical because then you know, and you get to love yourself completely and wholly, which makes you then an energetic match for someone who will also you know, see that in you. But then if your desire is to learn someone else's design, whether you're already in relationship or not, ask yourself what that information will do for you without, you know, Mm -hmm. if you've been living your whole life in relationships and you're like, there's always, there's a missing piece. Ask yourself, is there truly anything missing within you and you learning yourself more? But if there's something that can be offered in learning someone else's design, Hopefully it's from a place of that beautiful understanding and compassion that you can offer someone. That's the, what I see the gift in relationship in my romantic relationship. I have said this before we communicate better. I have such deeper compassion when he is showing up with, you know, his design that I used to be frustrated for. Now I almost applaud him for being who he's meant to be where before it was, you know, how we kind of want people to be a certain way, Well, we're not meant to do that. We're meant to allow them to be exactly who they are too. So that's the gift. Totally. I see. totally. You said, you said that you said so many important things there. Everyone should go back and listen to that whole rant again. That was a good one. There was a lot of excellent points there. And, um, I just, I th- you're so right about that. And for, you know, from it's, it's so interesting, um, how we're really meant to learn differently. And, uh, for me, I 100% pulled my chart first and started there, just like we always say, but I also immediately pulled my daughters and my moms. And I, those are the first three charts in my phone. I now have like a file in my phone that I'm like a crazy person with like just everyone in my life's charts in this one file in my phone. It's like a little like creeper now at this point, because I'll just like, remember that they're in there randomly and be like, Oh yeah, I have your chart. And they're like, you do. My, one of my brothers, the other times, like, how do you know what time I was born? I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. It's, it's in there. So obviously I got that information when I needed it, but, um, it's so weird, but yeah, I had to learn with a couple other charts as well. And I'm a projector and that makes sense because projectors are here to know the other. We're here to understand the other and to understand people and systems. And then we understand ourselves. It was in the learning of my daughter's design and my mom's that I started to understand parts of my own. Um, And and then looking at it in any uh, previous romantic relationships or any any current ones or going into any, um, I mean, it would be really hard for me to imagine getting into a relationship with somebody and not being able to get my hands on their design at this point. Like, I don't, I'm not really sure I could do that. (laughs) I agree. Because uh, it has the level of understanding um, that is offered once you, you know, at least for me, I mean, even like, like I've talked about in, in the examples with my daughter and my mother and stuff like that, it just, it goes into every relationship. Um, And Often in our lives, our our romantic relationships is where we spend the most time. I know it's where I spent almost all of my time. Um, You know, I I lived with, um, I mean, I lived with every, I've only had serious relationships and I've lived with all of them. So I spent a lot of time in those, in those places with those people. Um, And and it was, it was like, like, I don't know if you have a a map to kind of help that out. 
that's that's really cool. And um, I'm, I'm just glad that we get to talk about this now. And, and, you know, anybody listening gets to look at their, them and their partner's designs and see. Um, and, you know, a cool thing, what I did is uh, initially, I just, I mean, I'm old school, so I printed, <laughs> but um, I printed out me and my kids and I put them next to each other. And I just looked at them. I didn't even know that much about design. You guys can do that with, with your partner's uh, charts, yours and your partners are side by side. You don't have to print it like I did. If you're cooler than me, you could just do it on your phone or your computer. But um, the point is you can pull them up side by side and you can look, oh, do we both have the, the number 10 highlighted in our chart? Cool. Let's look into that. Let's look at that gate. That's an attribute that you know you and your partner are going to have in common. There might be a way to understand each other there. Um, you know, I, I knew that my daughter and I had the same centers defined right away. Um, so that was that's something else you can look at. You can take your, yours and your partner's charts. You can look at them side by side and see where your partner is defined which means colored in and see where they're white or undefined or open, see where you are because you're conditioning each other in those places for sure. No question about it, especially if you're, you live together. I mean, if you do relationships like I did, you're all up in it. Um, trust me when I say there's conditioning happening, um, you know, in those dynamics and, uh, and, and that's just in your romantic relationships, let alone your friendships and your, um, siblings or I don't know, parents, children. Um, but there's always going, that's an, another really easy way to, uh, look at charts side by side and, and compare, you know, if, if, if you and your partner both have a defined head and it's, you know, and it's that whole area of your head, right. I would imagine that's two people that have very, um, fixed ways of thinking yes. and that, that, that may cause, um, friction maybe from time to time, maybe there's no open-mindedness there, but, but maybe knowing that maybe they both get that information, they get to know that then. Okay. So that's how you process things. This is how I process things. We don't need to see it the same way. We can still love each other. I don't know, but you get to like, look at it like that instead of just two people that would like be butting heads all the time. I think, you know, trying to convince each other of the other way to think right. of it or not, you know? Yes. A hundred percent. I, I had another client who, um, sent me a message and was asking specifically about the 3410 and, um, she doesn't have the channel. So her partner has 3410. So he's what we refer to in human design when the whole channel is connected. And then your partner has the hanging gate, which is just one, either the 34 or the gate 10. So it's a dominant channel. Okay. So it's, you know, so her partner is dominant. So he may just like you referenced conditioning, try to be having her, you know, see, feel a, a thing the way he wants it because she doesn't have that complete. And it's, she's like, it's pissing her off. And what do I do about this? You know? And so we, we talked kind of at nauseum about it, about, you know, really what her work was. And to, it's okay that he feels really confident and consistent with that and that she could use her beautifully defined throat to share with him or undefined, doesn't matter whether the definition's there or not, but she could use that to her advantage to say, I love hearing your perspective and I would like it if you didn't demand that I see it your way. So very much like what you were just saying with if right. both of them had a defined head, it's like allowing everybody's space to share their 
insights, their, you know, value that they feel really strongly about, but not needing the other person to see it their way. And that is like, not something that we are taught, right? It's right. like, we are taught there's right or wrong. Who's right here. And it's like, yeah. what if no one was like letting that go, right. You know? Right. Or, or we're taught to compromise. I mean, that's yes. a word that was really shoved down my throat. I feel like most of, you know, you got to compromise sacrifice. if you want relationships to yeah. sacrifice, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, do I, do I have to bend my whole self to like yeah. make this work? That doesn't feel good. Yeah. Nobody, nobody likes that feeling of like, I mean, even if you do it, I know I did it. I bit my tongue. I bit my tongue a majillion times. I have a defined mind, defined throat connection, guys. I always, my mind out of my mouth always has something to say. Trust me when I tell you this, there are so many times where I need to bite my tongue. Um, and now I'm like, do I need to bite my tongue here? Or is there a way that I could say what I need to say without, you know, just like, like you just said it, like, I appreciate your perspective. Um, I also would appreciate it if you don't demand that I think of it the same way, right. you know, I have a defined mind. I'm going to, I mean, I love, don't get me. I love the idea that, and when I look at most of the people around me, a lot of them have have a well not a lot of them but I like an uh, an open mind around me it reminds me to to look at things other ways and um and that's important right and see Um, and I'm on the other side I have am the one that has it undefined so I love being around others that have it defined because I'm kind of in awe at their perspective and it's important for me to gather all those different perspectives so then I can go inward and decide what feels most aligned for me Right. So I, I love, um, I, I, there are areas sometimes that I feel a little activated. That's my work. There's nothing right. wrong with the other. That's my work, you know? Right. I mean, right. I can give you a specific example and this is relationship in like a sibling. Right. And I just want to give the disclaimer. I love my sisters. I love them. And so there's nothing ill here that I'm about to share, but this may land for someone. And so I um, was on the phone with my sister not too long ago, my, one of my sisters not too long ago, and a whole lot of things that came out of that conversation activated the ever loving shit out of me. And I don't know if she knew because I didn't say one way or another, I was letting her share what she needed to share. And I, she likely had no idea that she was activating me. And that's because it, because I knew in that moment, that was my work. So we ended the conversation without the old Amy, who would have spewed a whole bunch of really not nice stuff, probably to my, in my old languaging, like protecting myself. And I immediately went to her chart and I found deep compassion because I was recognizing she was showing up authentically. She was sharing. She has a defined G center. I do not. She has a defined will. I do not. So, and I used to hold back from that. And I know now, like I, I at first was like, should I share this? I don't know if she's listening. Is this going to piss her off? But that my truth is that's what I meant to do. That is from my solar plexus to my throat. I am meant to share those emotional experiences that I have they're okay. And the way that I allowed myself to navigate and process them was truly from a relationship perspective of me in full honorance of who she was and allowing herself to show up. And the work for me was why did that activate me? What, what did I think was wrong and why, what, am, where am I feeling either less than, or what of that? And I saw that in the definition that she had. 
those are the gifts in a relationship that you can't do from an app that has pictures. And I don't know, I've never done any of that. I'm old school too. So I don't know how the fuck you humans do that crap by finding people. It's not crap. I'd like to retract that (laughs) how you do it. And it's gotta be beautiful because my daughter, you know, like I get it, but I don't, I'm not signed up. I don't know how to sign up for that. And so to me, I don't know how I could be in relationship romantic specifically, but also otherwise, like you and I we're in a business relationship and a beautiful friendship together. And we know each other's designs and we remind each other of them. And I think those are the gifts of learning it. But it, like you said in the beginning, it's not predictive. It's not a have to, it's a deeper understanding of what you, who you are and what lights you up and where there might be some, you know, areas for um, potential friction. When you look at someone else's design, it's that awareness. It's that understanding that can offer just a really great blueprint or roadmap on how to communicate effectively with one another. Yeah, absolutely. I think another important place to look is definition. So much. And, um, you know, if you're Amy and I are both split definition, and if you pop in your information on any of the human design sites, you know, like my body graph and you pull your stuff and you read the words, it will say definition, single, split, triple, quadruple. And um, in terms of relationship, again, we're both split. So, you know, we're, we're, we both probably have a similar, I don't know. I have always been a person that has wanted to connect with another so I mean that could be for a lot of reasons right I'm a projector I mean I have a lot of connection things in my chart I'm a one four um, but I'm also a split definition which means that when somebody like Amy or like a partner or um, a lot of my close friends fill my splits too I I now know but um, whenever somebody fills that split when you're a split definition it feels really good Mm -hmm. so the relationships um whereas if you're a single definition um i think maybe even or a triple a little bit you kind of for different reasons if you're a single or triple for different reasons but you have this like ability to be more dependent versus codependent I, Mm -hmm. I, i mean those aren't the best word choices i could come up with but um, in terms of like doing life, when you're single split, you, you feel pretty complete all the time in your own energy. Whereas, I mean, obviously if you're a split definition, don't, please don't feel incomplete because I said that, like I said, we're both splits and we are very complete in our own energy. Um, but also when we come together with another that fills our split, that's a feeling that's like not that's only really felt for split definition, I think, or maybe oh, wow. quad quads too, but that's a really rare one. If you're a quad split right into us, we want to see your chart. Yeah. Um, Big time. <laughs> Cause that's a fun one. I've only met a few quads. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are three gates that fill my split. And um, I can think of two, two of my best friends have the 13. Um, I know that much. And the 13 bridges my split in the G center. So it connects my G to my throat when I'm around people with the 13. And um, two of my closest friends that I've had since high school have the 13. Um, My manifesto that I was talking about, Jeannie, and um, my other close friend, um, 
a Mike who's a man gen, but they both have the 13 and they both fill my split. And these are people that I've known since I was 15 years old that I really grew up with. They connect literally, they, I mean, I already have a defined G, but they connect my throat to my G and I'm a split definition. Now, if I think about that, going back to especially being an adolescent or something like that, imagine how good it felt for me to be around them in, in situations. And like, I must've felt even more myself, even more like I could speak my truth, even, and PS, the 13 is the gate of the listener. So even more like I was like, you know, being heard and listened and I could look, you know, like, so if you think about that energetically, like what a gift that I had, um, that I've had, you know, these people that I drew in all, all on my own energetic self to the subconsciousness or whatever, um, to grow up with, right. To, to, and, and I mean, yeah, I could have done it without them probably like I didn't need that, but that's pretty cool to have that. And you can have that in a romantic relationship too. So if you're with a partner and you want to look at your chart side by side, that's a cool place to look too. Um, if your definition is split, look at, find the gates in your chart that, uh, like Amy was describing like a hanging gate before. So if you have a, a gate that's highlighted in a center and then it has a line sticking out of it, but it's not connected to the other center. But if it were connected to that other center, then you, that would make you a single definition, meaning all of your centers would then talk to each other all the time. Then that's, that's something to be noted. If your partner does that for you, I think, I think that's, that's definitely a cool uh, place to look for that. And and even if they don't fill your split, if you're a split definition, I think it would still be cool to look at what channels do you make together? That's another cool way to look at your charts. If you want to, um, if you're in a relationship currently and you want to pull yours and your partner's charts to, to get a, to get a read, you don't have to know a ton about design. You could really pull again, your chart side by side. And then look, like I have the, um, I have my, I have myself the 1057, but like, if I didn't, if I only had the 10 and I pulled somebody else's and they had the 57 and I would be like, oh, now we have the channel of um, perfected form. Like, you know, maybe we create more beautiful things together, um, me and this partner. Um, you could you could really just read the name of the channel, look at you and your partner and like, you'd be surprised what you can intuitively assess from that. You don't need to know a ton about design. And yes, some of these words are really fucking weird. So maybe you can't assess that much, but um, definitely reach out and ask questions. But I do think that those are really fun, easy ways that you can, um, without being a human design trained analyst, look at these, um, you know, relationship clicks and see, see what that, you know, what that makes you think of, what comes to mind when you look at that and you see that you make the channel of surrender together. What does that mean? You know, and then, or whatever. Um, yeah. Well, it's all an experiment anyway. Right. Yeah. So even if, sure. you know, even if you are at analyst level, you know, whatever <laughs> education you're still getting, you know, to allow yourself the spaciousness to have the experiment because, no matter what our design tells us, um, wherever we are in our life space, we could have a lot of conditioning that is not allowing us and empowering us to live into that design. So that's why it's just so much fun to dig into it and look at it. And, you know, you and I knowing what we now know, it's, it's important to us to have someone else's information available to us 
it's not that we can't intuitively connect with them, but it really does give us a, a great area of detail to help us improve. And, you know, I told my kiddos when I did both of my kiddos and their significant others charts, and I said, this isn't showing you what you should be doing, what you have to be doing, what you need to be doing. This is empowering you to see where there could be potential for friction and the highest potential for how you guys can support and be in full honorance of one another. And that's the gift here. The one little caveat I will say, and um, I only know that I don't, I haven't seen this in action as a lived experience, but it has been explained to us in our teachings, as well as someone that I do know that has a triple split, that it can be very suffocating to try to have all your splits by one person in that mm. triple split. So I get, I'm just, this is where, you know, knowledge truly can be power. And, um, but I also believe that knowledge is useless if not put into action. And so it's like, you can learn, 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 learn. But if you're not allowing yourself, here's the three lines speaking. If you're not allowing yourself to test it out, um, then, you know, there may not, you may not uncover, you know, a lot of the gifts that are available, you know, when you're looking to be in partnership or relationship with someone. And I have had people ask me, Hey, will my design tell me who I'm meant to be with, like who my life partner or my soulmate is? And I love that because, you know, that's just me um, allowing the opportunity to let my gifts and talents shine and really work with them on their energetics and their, you know, understanding of who they are. Because then we may not be wondering that so much about, oh, do, is there an exact partner for us? And just being in full of trust of it, which, you know, that's the space I hold. So. I don't know what thoughts are. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a good, that's all accurate. I mean, um, this is all an experiment and, um, the whole idea here is just to, to keep reminding ourselves, um, about that, because at least for me, that helps me to, um, I think that I was taking life more way too seriously before human design. I think that was a big part of why I was holding myself back without realizing I think that, and listen, I mean, I'm not trying to take anything away from anyone. Life is, can be serious, but, um, it can also, uh, we can also remind ourselves that it's, it is an experiment. I mean, this whole thing is an experiment. So yes, you can have a full out fight with your partner and it can feel awful and it can feel devastational and like, maybe it's over. I don't know, but, um, but also life is going to go on and um, other, other partners may arise and uh, other things may arise and, and, you know, you might be blown away. Um, and so I just think that at least for me, the reminding that this is an experiment has helped me, um, you know, stay more present and stay more uh, in joy and in like fun um, in terms of, and, and I mean, again, for my design, that's really where it's at for me. So, um, but I think for everybody to some degree, I mean, even people with more serious designs than mine, um, you know, stay in um, reminding ourselves that this is an experiment. So play with this information, I think is the thing, uh, play around with it and, um, and see like, what are, what are your findings? You know, what we all can, um, we all can really look at our, previous relationships, current relationships, um, 
what we want for our future relationships and think about these things in this really open-minded way with this, with this information. And I think that's really fucking cool. Um, you know, I agree. If I were to give like off the cuff here, just some quick tips, if anybody's like, all right, so they gave us a lot of stuff here, but what does this mean for me? How do I boil this down into what I would do? If you're really curious to know, you know, in part, if you're already in partnership or you're desiring one, or, you know, you're kind of like starting this, the steps to get you into a relationship and you have access to, you know, that, that partner's design, I would start first with their, um, energetic type, you know, their aura that one of the five that's, that's, that's where this is just from the voice of Amy Douglas, right? This is what I would do then I would want to know what their authority is. And that's speaking from someone who has emotional authority and knowing the impact that that has in relationships. So that's why those two are the first for me. And it's not because they're stereotypical stuff. There's really great information in knowing that about the other. And then I would look at the centers, really understanding which centers do you have defined, undefined, or open, and the same for them. Because to your point earlier, Monique, that's where a lot of the conditioning comes in. Then I would look at the profile because of the information that you can glean from that about one another. And then I would look at the definition. Then beyond that, all the little gates and the channels and that kind of thing. But that's a lot of information for someone that's just starting out. And I don't want to dilute the power of those how important, I mean, I still am of the belief if everybody on this 3D would know, could only know one thing, and that was their, you know, energetic specific type that, you know, manifestor, we've gone through these, you guys know these, that's my information, that's, you know, that would be enough, it's always enough, but if you're looking for more data, details, that kind of thing, learn about yourself first, so that- 100. Yeah. So then when you're looking at someone else's, you know, yourself well enough that you're not making up stories and projecting what might not be there. And we do that enough with our conditioning and programming from society. So this is an opportunity to release a lot of that and decondition from it. That's my perspective. Yeah, I love it. Um, it made me think of a fun thing we could do really quick too. Um, I think that it, I think you're so right on with always saying that if we could only know one thing and we just knew everybody's type that would go a long fucking way. Just that in and of itself, right? If we couldn't get any deeper. But so let's just, again, this is just from the mouths of Amy Douglas and Monique San Pedro. That's, this is just our opinions here, but let's play a game about like types, you know, let's break it down like that. So what, what do you think if you're a manifester, what do you think the best type for a manifester to date would be? Just your opinion. Doesn't matter. Doesn't count for you anything. You put me on the spot here. I've got people listening, but okay, fine. Ask me then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, okay, fine. Let's start with a different one. What about? Okay, I have a. Uh, let's let's do let's do. Um, all right. If you're a projector, what do you think the best type would be to date? Hmm. It's just like my, an opinion. It doesn't even count for anything. I know. I really think that a non-sacral to a non-sacral could be really beneficial. So I would put you either with a manifestor or a reflector, but I also see the benefits the other way. Okay. I would say projector. If I had to pick, I would say projector to projector relationship. Um, I think that would be my opinion. I think as a projector, I think that being in partnership with one would be probably the most ideal. That's just my opinion. Um, 
All right, fine. Okay. So manifester, I would say projector, either a manifester or a projector. And I, I just, I, I see that so clearly. I don't know enough about reflectors. I think that could be also really beautiful. Um, but uh, like for myself, I see the honorance that could potential that could be there for sure. Yeah. And we're talking about this, like in a very light, playful way, guys, don't yes. write this shit down. Okay. Don't write this shit down. This is not out of a textbook at all. This is just for fun. Um, because I think it's important to have fun. Like I was saying, but also, so if for a manifester, I would say uh man gen or projector, I would say two manifestors is going to not be great. I think that's a lot. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it works great. Who knows? But I think a manifester and a man gen could be really cool and fun and fast and like exciting. And I think that a manifest. I'm living that by the way. All right. Well, good for you. Then. <laughs> Maybe that's why I think it. I don't know. But also that interview I heard the other day made me feel like that too. I think there's a really cool um, uh, thing there. Um, so anyways, reflector. That's a hard one. What do you I think know. the best for a reflector would be? I would say projector. Maybe a projector. I'm gonna say projector. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, say projector because they can see into them. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And obviously, guys, when we're playing this fun little game that means nothing, uh, we're talking about aligned types, okay? Because if you're an unaligned projector, that means nothing to me. Okay. Right. I don't, I'm not signing up any unaligned projectors to come date me. Okay. Right. I want the aligned ones, please. And thank you. So that's what the part of the game is that we're playing here. But, um, okay. So reflector. Yeah. I think projector, I think it would I be, or I mean, it could be cool with a manifester. That could be cool. Are there any projector? I mean, sorry. Are there any manifester reflector couples out there? If there are, can you please write us also? Because I'm intrigued by that. I, I want to know. Yeah, me too. What the fuck very, that's like. Exactly. I want to be a fly on that wall. Yeah. That's a cool wall now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. A manifester and a reflector relationship. Stuff with that. Yeah, I'm intrigued yeah. by that that dynamic. Um, I told you I could make you a case on any of these at the beginning right. of this, didn't I? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, okay, what about a generator? Generator. I'm Maybe a say, man. Maybe a mansion speed things up a little bit. They yeah, maybe. each other, you know, they'd be the life of the party for sure. They'd be, you know, like depending on their profile, man, they could be a like big, good time. Lots of stuff yeah. get done. Like they could build a fucking house together and remodel it and tear it down and do it again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like they got that kind of shit on lock for sure. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe another generator too, because there's this like slow and steady, uh, not slow and steady. That sounded like a turtle for some reason, but um, <laughs> there's like this, um, you know, like, I don't know, like long-term comfortness yes. or something yes. like that about like they, if it was two generators, they would only build the house once and they would right. build it perfectly, yes. you know, from start to finish. Yes. The man gen gen combo might build the house, tear it down and then build it again. Or the man gen would start it and the gen would finish it yeah. maybe or something. Yeah. A gen and a projector could be cool too, though, is what's up. Because if both aligned again, the projector could be guiding the shit out yep. of a generator and the generator could be giving the projector some serious, consistent, good sacral. You know, I could see that working for me too. Maybe I'll take aligned generators as well. Yeah. <laughs> aligned projectors and aligned generators may apply. Um, yeah. But I think that that's cool to, I mean, yeah. What about a man gen? I, me and Jen, I, think they, I think they can get along with anybody. anybody. 
anybody. Like, yeah. They're just like, they're just like, bring it. Like, yeah. I mean, definitely. God, you're so right. They could, Mangen could work with anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. mean, no, maybe a reflector. That would be a lot for that. Poor I reflector. think that was, it, it would be hard for the reflector. Thank yeah, no, you're right. Not the man. You're, you're be like, come on, no, come on, we're going. No, this this will be great. You'll love it, you know. And if they're like super defined man gen, they could be like just juicing up the reflector all day, anyways, filling him with energy. That's so funny to think about. Um, if but there's yeah, a reflector wanted... out there that has a man gen for a partner, I'd also like to know, and I want to know. Yeah. Sleep in separate bedrooms so you can clear all that fucking energy out. <laughs> Oh my gosh, right? They need like a whole separate house, I think. For real. The Mangen, the Mangen reflector couple has definitely has a guest house in the backyard so that the reflector can go be away from the Mangen. And the Mangen can have the whole house to like run around in and do things. And the reflector just needs like, you know, a top out space there or something like that. But yeah. So, okay. Um, what about by authorities? What Ooh. do you think about? Well, I was going to ask you that when you were calling in, when you were calling in a generator, I wanted to know if it was had a specific, if you wanted either sacral or emotional, (laughs) I want a sacral, I want a sacral, sacral generator, because so for me, if we're going into authorities and stuff like that, I think, oh, wait, now I'm having more thoughts come in. I was going to say that I think I would want a sacral because it's similar to splenic. So I'm splenic. I'm you know, fast decision maker. So if I had a partner that's sacral and fast decision maker, that seems like it would work too. But then now the thought that came in after was maybe, maybe an emotional is a good balance for a splenic because it reminds my splenic projector us maybe to slow down a little bit too, Mm. because I can get ahead of myself sometimes. I mean, like before I like, and then I'm tired. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. wait, what? So thinking about that now, you know, you know, maybe an emotional projector could an aligned again, always aligned, but uh, some, you know, or, or even an emotional manifest, something like that could, could really reel in or not reel in. That's not the right word, but remind somebody like myself, a splenic projector to, you know, also take time yeah. sometimes, or, you know, that's another way to think about it, but I was going to say sacral, but what do you think uh, authority to authority? Do you, do you think to uh, go ahead? You talk. Well, I mean, I'm surrounded by emotionals in, you know, all of my relationships. Your partner's an emotional too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's pretty much the only thing I've ever navigated. So I would be very curious wow. what that would be like. Um, wow. I'm, I don't know. I, I, uh, I cannot fathom that now my daughter and her partner, he's sacral. They're both generators and he's sacral and she's emotional. Right. And so I get to witness what that's like. And I do see some of the potential for friction from time to time, you know, but they're still learning. They're still like really deep in the learning part of it too. Okay. Let's do some of the weird ones. What about like self-projected projectors? Who's their best match? What authority is their best match? Ooh, maybe a sacral. Oh man, wait, why? I wonder why I said that. That's a really that one. I'm stumped on. Um, that's a hard one, right? Whew. Another self-projected, maybe. That's kind of what talk I'm about. Everything. Yeah, they're unicorns with each other, man. I don't know. That's or maybe a splenic, because 
you know, Phoenix, we just kind of know, we yeah. just know. So it doesn't really matter what you say. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it matters what you say, but like a self-projected could talk and it could, you know, I could feel this, I could feel the same. I could feel different. It doesn't matter because moment you, to moment. I guess I would want it somebody that's not impatient. So that's why, you know, I'm, oh, I'm wondering splenic. if the sacral would be impatient. Am I impatient? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think I'm fucking impatient and I'm emotional. Right. But I just think that well, you're a manifester though. I think that's a lot are... of other part of my design, not my authority. I know. Yeah. I think all manifestors are a teeny bit impatient, just a little bit. I'm a little bit kind of impatient. Okay. It's just that you're really fast. You're just really fast. And the rest of the, listen, 90% of everybody else is running slower than you. No wonder you're impatient. Okay. Listeners, I, I want mean, you to hear this. Monique didn't know that. And I love you so much, but <laughs> you didn't know that you could speed up a YouTube video. Cause she shared a YouTube video with me that she's like, man, I don't know if you're going to be able to listen to this guy. She's like, but it's really good. And if Monique offers something to me, I'm going to listen to it. Like I have all faith and trust in what she's sending my way. And there's likely going to be a nugget. And I want you to know, I listened to the whole fucking thing on 2.0 speed and it was perfect. Yeah. 2.0. I listened to it on one regular one regular yeah. one speed <laughs> yeah I'm like look I don't listen to anything I can't speed it up because it'll lose my attention you know <laughs> yeah I know that's actually like how I like sell like sell Jeannie now I'm listening to things when I send her stuff I'm like don't worry I know you can speed it up because yes like like as long as, as I, I tell her that's that. a possibility yeah yeah. See, so that's a manifestor thing. So that's an, that's an interesting point to note because if you're a manifestor in a relationship, um, you know, maybe a, a splenic is a good match for, a, a, like, I was actually thinking that for a projector, a cool match could be for a splenic projector like myself, a splenic manifester. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm intrigued. Those may apply as well. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to open the door for those two mm -hmm. because that could be cool. Um, what it, I could an be ego. What about an ego projector, an ego manifester? Look at your face. I know you guys can't see her face. <laughs> ego projected projector is what I thought of. Cause that's my daughter. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Or an ego manifester. Yeah. Cause they're, they're, they're the same authority guys, but two different types. Right. They're the only two that could have that yep. is ego projected projectors or ego manifestors. And it comes from their heart. That's their authority, yep. their ego center, their yeah. heart. Mm -hmm. That's a toughie. I'm going to say maybe, maybe another ego authority. Could you or is that too them? much ego? Could you imagine them with an emotional? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if they're ego, that means they're open emotionally and their ego. And, um, you know, so I don't know. That's an interesting one or mental. What about a mental projector? Yeah. What is their best match? Hmm. Maybe a self-projected? Maybe. So like I wondered that because it's up An here. Environmental. You know? yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That could be a cool one. That could be a cool matchup. Okay. Maybe a mental and an ego. Ego projected and mental. I think that could work. Actually, that could work guys, too. The funny thing. Remember, this is all for fun. This means nothing. Yeah. There's no points and there's no validity in all of it. Okay. Yeah. We're just totally. Having fun here. We're just talking out loud. But if this lands for anybody and you want us to interview you, bring it because we want to know. We want to know what this is like. 
in the lived experiences for sure. Yeah. My, my daughter just walked in the room and heard me say ego projected projector. And she's like, that's me. That's me. That's a great example of an ego projected projector. Hey guys. So yes. yeah, I love that. Um, and yes, please know that this end part was really just for fun guys. We, we like to, like I said, we like to have fun and we like to lighten these. The point is both. The point is let's get heavy and let's talk about this important stuff, but let's also have some fun because it's yeah. not like, it's not, it's an experiment. It's meant to be um, thought of as that as, as such too. So thank you um, for hanging with us on this relationship episode. We hope that it offered you something to take note of or to try out or um, if it sparked any questions um, that's good too and we love all that stuff so if you if you feel inclined to share we're here to listen yes please we are open to it in all the ways and just another loving reminder that you get to love yourself first completely and wholly and if you're you know curious about design start with your own start with your own before you start you know wanting to um, understand everybody else's because the more you understand yourself, the more that you'll be an energetic match for what it is you feel like you're trying to call in in your life for sure. Yes. Amen to that, sis. Love yourself first and, yep. um, and then you'll match up um, and draw in what, what is for you. And, um, and yeah, when it, when it comes out of you and it spills over and you're radiating it about yourself, it's a lot easier for, I think, other people to love you too. hundred percent. Right? Love it. So. Beautiful. Until the next time, my friends. All right. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it inspiring and digestible. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us if you'd take a moment to follow us so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And if you're feeling really generous, please share and review our podcast as long as it's a five-star review. Otherwise, never mind. Maybe just keep that to yourself. And lastly, if you're new to human design or just curious to learn more about your own, Amy and I both have offerings for that. We also have an extensive human design community that we belong to. So if we don't feel like the right fit, we can certainly guide you to someone who is.